Thank you for listening to a student ministry sermon from Christ Church of Orinoco. For more information about the student ministry or about Christ Church in general, visit us online at ccochurch.com. And now, here's this week's student ministry sermon. BMX, nice, okay, all right. Re- reading, okay, I'm going to put all of those up here. Reading is good. We got to do video games. Okay, um, what else? So we're talking about like real priorities, real priorities. What else? What do you got? What? Texting, that takes a lot of our time. Okay, yeah, eating is good. I'm going to pretend that I heard somebody say, like, you know, reading the Bible, and, uh, yeah, praying, that's kind of a priority, that's a good one, definitely, okay, some other, okay, what, well, a couple more, selfies, got to have enough time in your day to take some selfies, okay, go ahead, shout them out from the back. I got that. Got eating. Maybe you can't see it. What else right here? Huh? Friends. Friends is huge. Where was that? Yes. Okay. All right. We'll cut it off there. We'll cut it off there. Okay. So this is a pretty lengthy list, you guys. I mean, this pretty much covers it all. We've got school, we've got sports, we've got music, we've got TV and video games, we've got friends, family could be up there. All of these things are important things. This is a day in your life. Now, there may be some things that I missed. You may be thinking, that's not quite my life. There's a few other things. Okay, so there's some variations. But overall, I would bet that a lot of these things up here make your regular to-do list, okay? But here's the thing. This list is pretty lengthy. Like, it's kind of long, and I don't know if you could actually fit all of this in just a day in your life. So here's what I want to do next. I want to look at this list and I want to prioritize it. Here's what I mean by that. I want you to be serious. Seriously, look at this list and I want you to think, what is my number one? But I want you to be honest. If I wake up every single day, what's the one thing on this list that I know I'm going to do? And then my number two, and then my number three, okay? So I'll help you out, because I know, right? I mean, I don't even have to ask. Everybody in this room, your number one priority as soon as you wake up in the morning is right here. Reading the word, right? Spending time with the Lord, yep. So what closely followed, number two, all of you guys, right? Start your day right there with some good solid prayer time, right? Right? Hmm, okay, I'm getting some sarcastic, uh-huh, yeah, sure. Okay, 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 so maybe, maybe not, that's okay, they're not one and two. Oh, this doesn't wipe off, I hope that's not a problem. Okay, so what's your real number one? What's your real number one? Yeah, school, okay, that's, that's legit, I'll give you that. School, number one, what would be number two, probably? Eating, eating's kind of a big deal, okay. That's good. That's good. Let's go over here. Let's get a guy in the back. So, okay, so I'm going to say sports. Is that, is that good? Okay. 
some kind of sports or activity, outside activity, that's good. Sleeping, sleeping's a big deal, I guess, you know, for some people. All right, so, so you get the idea. We could keep going down the list and prioritizing. And, and I'll give you this, guys. Shh. I'll give you this. Your number one is school, and that would probably be across the board, and that makes sense, because, like, you can't really not go to school. It's kind of important. It's sort of a big deal. So I'll give you that as your number one. Um, number two, eating, yeah, sleeping, all right. Even sports, that's important because if you commit yourself to a team, a sports team or a band or a group or a club or whatever, you've told those people that you're going to be there. You have a responsibility to be there. You should uphold that. So I'll give you that. That's important. These are all important things, but but I see some other important things up there, and I wonder if they're maybe not, not making your list at all, or if they're just kind of on the bottom of the list. We're going to find out. Before we do that, though, I'm going to go ahead and hit our text for tonight. So if you have a Bible with you, you can open up to Luke chapter 10. I'm going to read a short passage from Luke chapter 10, starting in verse 38. Let me set this up for you. The story that we're going to talk about tonight is a story that may be familiar to some of you guys, or at least the ladies in this story may be familiar to you. Their names are Mary and Martha. And these ladies are sisters, and these sisters are really, really good friends of Jesus. Now, if we read the gospel story, which is Jesus' story in the New Testament, we actually see these ladies pop up quite a bit. One or both of them show up over and over again, and a lot of times it's at really pivotal moments in Jesus' ministry. They're really close friends. In fact, they're such close friends that it would not be weird or strange at all for Jesus and his whole posse of disciples to just pop in on Mary and Martha from time to time, whenever they happen to be in the area, to come for a visit, even a surprise visit. That would not be strange. And that's exactly what's happening in our story today. So Luke chapter 10, let's see what happens when Jesus pops in on Mary and Martha. Starting in verse 38, it says this, As Jesus and his disciples were on their way, he came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home to him. She had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet, listening to everything he said. But Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. She came to him and she asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do the work by myself? Tell her to help me. Sounds like a typical sister, right? Martha, Martha, the Lord said, you are worried and upset about many things, but only one thing is needed. Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken away from her. All right, so here's what we've got. These two sisters, they love the Lord, and both of them are completely pleased that Jesus and his boys have popped in to visit. They love that he's there in their home. But they both react very differently, don't they? We see two very different priorities in Mary and in Martha. Now Martha, as soon as Jesus and his boys walk in the door, she immediately goes into this mode. She goes into to-do list mode. What she sees is all of the stuff that has to be done. And for her, it is a must. It has to be done. So she it says, the Bible says she's making preparation. So I imagine first thing she thinks is, there's a bunch of guys, they've been traveling, what do they want to do? 
they want to eat. So she goes to the kitchen. She starts cooking. She starts baking. She starts filleting. She starts sauteing. I don't know. Whatever kitchen word you want to use, she starts doing it. She's working hard, and then now, of course, the kitchen's a mess, right? So she's got to clean it. She washes the dishes. She mops the floors. She sweeps up. All these different things. Then she thinks to herself, these guys have been traveling. I'm going to feed them a big meal. Now they're going to want to sleep. So she thinks, now I've got to make up beds for them. So she starts working on that. This is Martha. Her priority, her thing that she does is she immediately goes into work mode, to-do list. These are, the must, these are the things that must be done. These are the things that I will do before anything else. But then there's Mary. Mary's priority is a little bit different, isn't it? What does Mary do when Jesus walks in the door? She what? She just sits at Jesus' feet. Jesus is there in her house, and her singular focus is that Jesus is there in her house. And she sits down at his feet, and she does not want to miss a moment with him. She listens to him. She learns from him. She worships him. And Martha comes in, and she's ticked. I mean, wouldn't you be? If you had a sibling, and they were just sitting there like, oh, Jesus, and you were doing all of the work, you'd be a little bit angry too. So Martha comes in, and she's like, Jesus, tell her to get off her duff and help me out. But Jesus doesn't correct Mary, does he? He turns around and corrects Martha. And he says, Martha, listen, you've got your numbers all out of whack. You need to change some stuff around. All of that stuff, all the dinner and the cleaning and the making up the beds, all of that can wait. We'll do that later. Right now, all you need to worry about is that I'm here and you should be with me. Now, we know that, right? I mean, we know that if I were to say, what's your number one thing? You're all going to say, Jesus, because that's what we've been trained to do. We know the right answer, don't we? We know that these numbers are a little bit off. And that there probably should be a couple more things over here taking priority. We know all of that. So my question is, if, if we know that, if we know the right answer on our schedule, on our to-do list, is that reading our Bible should be number one, and praying should be number two, and maybe acts of service, like treating other people really well and putting ourselves second should be number three, and doing devotions, and all those kinds of things should be, if we know that's the right answer, then why don't we just change our numbers on our list and just live that way? It's not that simple, is it? I think one of the reasons we don't prioritize our lives the way we're supposed to is because we're afraid that there's not enough time in our day. And we look at our list and we say, well, if there's not enough time for everything, that means something's going to get cut. And we already know that school's not going to get cut. We talked about that. You can't skip school. And we already know that our sports and our clubs and our responsibilities aren't going to get cut. We have to be there. And I mean, after you go and you work all day, who wants to cut out all your relaxation time? Who wants to cut out Netflix? Who wants to cut out Xbox? That's your time when you chill after you've been working hard all day. So you don't want to cut that out. But if you do all the things that you have to do, and you do all the things that you want to do, then all you have is just this little bit of time, maybe, left over for Jesus, right? And some of you may be thinking, but that's, I mean, you know, that's not bad. At least I have a little bit of time to give him, right? I mean, surely I can fit in some, some praying before I fall asleep or some Bible reading, and that should be enough, because I've got all this other stuff I have to do. I want to look at just like, 
if we actually played that out and we did everything we have to do and everything we want to do and then we gave Jesus the leftovers, let's just see if that would be enough for him, okay? All right, so this jar right here, this jar is a day in your life, okay? Anything that can fit inside this jar can fit into your day. So whatever we can get in here, you can do. All right, so let's just start with the stuff that you have to do. These popcorn kernels are gonna be the things that you have to do, you don't have a choice. And we'll also say that they're the things that you wanna do because we should all have a little bit of time to relax and have some fun, okay? So let's go ahead and put those in first. So here we go. Here goes school. And then we'll say your after school clubs and sports and activities. And then we've got to have time for our friends and our family. Both of those are important. The Bible says we need to live in community, right? So we've got that in there. So, okay, then, you know, homework. Uh, but we got to do it. Let's do homework. We got to fit that in there. Now look, we still have some, some, some kernels. So let's say we, we watch a couple shows on Netflix. We deserve it. Maybe a little Facebook time. And we got some Xbox in there. Hey, look at that. That's my whole day, everything I have to do, everything I want to do, and there's still a good portion of time in there. So let's, let's give it to Jesus, you know? He deserves it. So these ping pong balls, these are going to be our spiritual life. So let's just start with a couple. We're gonna call these our prayer life, okay? Because I'm a good Christian, and I pray to start my day, and I pray to close out my day, so those go in there. Look, they fit just great. All right, and if I seriously, if, I, if I've got this much time at the end of my day, then absolutely, 100%, I am going to give it to him, and I am going to read my Bible. I'm going to sit down on my bed, I'm going to read a whole chapter. That fits in there. Mm -hmm. And it is Wednesday, after all, so I am going to go to church. My youth group needs me. So there's that. And let's see, I've got, uh, what, three more in here. So I got a new devotional for Christmas, so I'm going to spend some time in reading that pretty much fits. And I'm going to read that because that really helps me grow into the person I want to be. And I've got two more ping pong balls. So I'm going to say, these are my moments when I put myself second and I put others first, just like Jesus taught me to do. And I'm going to do some acts of service. You know what? That's okay. They don't fit. They don't fit. But I'm going to put them over here. And you know what? Tomorrow is a new day. Tomorrow's a new day, and maybe I can rearrange some things and give Jesus a little bit more time, and maybe I can fit one of those selfless acts in there tomorrow. That's what we do, don't we? We arrange our day, we arrange our priorities, we arrange our productivity so that we do everything we have to do and everything we want to do first, and then whatever time is left, that's what Jesus gets. Does that working out so well for Jesus? All right, so I have a thought. I have a thought. Okay, I have another day. <laughs> I have a day. It's exactly like the first day, same size. I have the same amount of time. What if, what if we switch some numbers around? Let's just try it. Let's just see what happens. What if we let Jesus go first? I don't know. We'll see. I'm going to start with prayer, okay? Got my two ping pong balls worth of prayer. I'm going to get up early in the morning. Before I get ready, before I do anything else, I'm going to pray for my day. I'm going to pray that God opens my eyes to opportunities so that I can be used by him. I'm going to pray for people that I know could really use it, maybe those that are sick or in need or something like that. It's going to be a serious, decent prayer time. 
then I'm going to start by reading from my Bible. Because I want to get my mind in the right place. I want to get my heart in the right place. I want to set the tone for my day. And I want him to be the center. So I'm going to read my Bible first. And I'm going to read my devotional too. Because there's a lot of good meat in there and application for my life that I know I need. And then I am not going to let anything stand in the way between me and getting to youth group. Because I need to be with my people. I need my accountability. I need my small group. I need to worship in the house of the Lord. So that's definitely a priority. Nothing's getting in the way of that. And you know what? I have been really selfish lately. And my mom could really use some help. So I am going to set out today, tonight. It's not my night for dishes. But I'm going to do them anyway. Boom. And then there's a new kid at school. I noticed he just moved here over Christmas. And he's been walking around like a lost little puppy. And so today, I'm going to do something really special for him. I'm going to put him first. Whoa, Jesus. <laughs> you just took a lot of my day, and it's not even 7 a.m. Okay, well, let's just see. Let's just see. We still got a lot of stuff we have to do, a lot of stuff we want to do. Let's see how much we can fit, and we'll see if we have to cross anything off. You ready? So here we go. We got school. We got sports. We got clubs. We got homework. We got friends, family. All right, well, let's keep going. We got Netflix, we got Facebook, we got selfies and four-wheelers, and oh my gosh, it fit. Okay, that's weird, because <laughs> these are exactly the same. Isn't that strange? When I did it this way, where I did all my stuff first and Jesus second, it didn't work. But when I gave Jesus top priority, number one, number two, three, four, five, Everything else found their place. It's kind of crazy. Here's the deal, guys. Jesus is not saying to Martha in this story, he's not saying, I don't want you to do anything today because I'm here. I don't want you to work. I don't want you to play. I don't want you to be productive. Do nothing. That's not what he's saying. What he is saying to Martha and what he's saying to every single one of us is, I want my presence to be more important than your productivity. I want my presence in your life to be number one. My presence is more important than your productivity. And if this illustration tells us anything, it's that Jesus' presence isn't just more important. Jesus' presence blesses our productivity. It is because of making him a priority in our life that everything else finds its place and fits, and it works. So, again, it's a new year. It's time for a whole new you. It's time for new goals and new priorities and maybe a brand new schedule. So when you go into your small groups here in just a little bit, here's what I want you to talk about. I want you to be very honest with yourself and with your friends, and I want you to talk about where your numbers are right now. What's your number one? What's your number two? What would you like your number one and two to be? Are there things on your daily to-do list that shouldn't even be there? Are there things that you need to take off altogether? Are there things on your list that maybe just need to take a back seat for a while while you get yourself in the proper order? Bottom line is this. I want you to think about, for this new year, what do you need to do what do you need to change so that Jesus' presence is more important than all of your productivity? Let me pray for you guys.
Dear Jesus, we, we really do love you so much. And we really do try our best most of the time to show you that. But tonight, when we put it up on a whiteboard and we realize how much time we spend on ourselves and how little time we spend on you, we, we realize we need to ask you two things tonight. Number one, we ask you for your forgiveness. Because all too often, we are not getting our priorities straight. We have got our numbers all out of whack. And sometimes, to be perfectly honest, we're not even trying to fix it. So we ask for your forgiveness, Father, to just um, to purify us from that, to help us to see straight in that. And then the second thing is we do. We ask you for your help. We need gentle reminders. We need those nudges from you, from our friends, from our youth workers, from our parents. And we need to be able to hear them and to hear them well. So we pray for those reminders, Lord, that you would just remind us that you are the most important and you don't just want to be number one, you deserve to be number one. And when you are, everything else will fall into place. Everything else will find its nook and its cranny and it will work because you're the most important. And when we base everything on that, everything else just comes together. Help us to remember that. Help us to carry that with us tonight. Help us to make the changes that we need to make to make this new year the best year in our relationship with you yet. And it's in your name I pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to a student ministry sermon from Christ Church of Orinoco. For more information about the student ministry or about Christ Church in general, visit us online at ccochurch.com. And now, here's this week's student ministry sermon.